Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction. Ugh, I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I? Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Hey, this is Derwin from the Blanket Fortress Solitude, and with me today is someone doing the Lord's chosen work. His name's Max, and he is a school teacher in the American Midwest. Hey, Max, how are you? I'm peachy. I'm enjoying uh, some teacher juice at the end of the day. <laughs> All the kids are asleep. So what specifically do you do at the school? So I am a lower elementary, so I do kindergarten, first, second, and third, uh, special education. Okay. Now, what is what does that entail like? So my my job title is technically what's called an inclusion specialist. Okay. So um, fun paradigm about it in special education, SPED, whatever acronym. Um, you know, some people think it's room. Uh, some think people think it's a special person that helps somebody. Um, special education is like more like a compendium of services, and inclusion is a kind of service. And so, what that means for littles, or especially, is like I ideally am living in their class as an additional teacher, and I do small group teaching or I reteach concepts to my students who I'm servicing legally on my caseload. Um, what this has looked like a lot this year, though, is just you know, based on who I'm serving on my caseload that year, like maybe it's a lot more one-on-one -on -one work. So I've done everything from like teaching, work, doing third grade math to helping a kindergartner toilet because they can't do that independently. Doing the Lord's work. And paperwork. Lots of paperwork. And, and the Lord's paperwork. Um, okay. So where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from Missouri near the border of Iowa. Okay um growing up big town small town yeah no so i'm from uh kirksville missouri it's a town of seventeen thousand. it's a uh, it's kind of a like uh it's famous for being the home of osteopathic medicine if you're familiar with uh that at still who created that whole branch he like founded his med school in kirksville and so we're the home of like both like everything around us is very rural um and like farms and stuff and like my like i come from that kind of background yeah. but like there's also a like liberal arts university and a med medical school like so there's a you know small college town i think is yeah. probably the accurate description of where i'm from you've got lots of different tracks for success though now were you always on path to be a teacher no no i i i always loved school school was like a happy place for me it was a place of structure it was a place of I don't know. I was like, I was a smart kid and I was this, I was deemed early on like the smart one amongst like my broader cousins and family, not to say that they were stupid. They weren't, but like, I was much more inclined to all of that stuff. I really sure. took after, took after my mother in that. And so like school was great. I love school. Yeah. So was your mother like a professorial type? No. Uh, so like my journey in education is that um, neither my parents 
went to college or finished college. Really? Uh, Yeah, no. So my my mom went for a couple days and then couldn't afford the books. So she stopped going. My dad dropped out. He had too much fun partying. So he went to barber school instead. They're both like really brilliant people. And like that's something I've learned in my adult life. It's like, eh, you know, college is not the be all end all, but no, my mom was, my mom has been uh, up until her recent retirement, a clerk and a paralegal and secretary for lawyers. Very cool. Yeah. So she, she, she did the Lord's work of propping up defense attorneys. Okay. Yeah. Lots of like independent study, right? Like probably just two very fascinated people who, pursue their own interests and stuff right outside of the structure of academia yeah 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 i i I think my you know it's funny is that like my mom i think is academically inclined she's a voracious reader and like got a kind of very real knack for it and you know worked for a lawyer and wrote a lot as her job but like my dad i think i didn't realize this until much later you know and he informed me himself is like he said he probably had a reading disability really Yes, uh, and he's from r- very rural Iowa, and it was probably during a time when special education really didn't exist. Yeah, and like a lot of the the good research on like how you would teach someone to read now, it wasn't there because he was born in fi- the the late fifties. So okay, yeah. So like, I mean, he, he you know he's very mechanically minded. He's very like he's he's an uh, electrician now. So oh yeah, no, like guys like him keep society functioning. Like. <laughs> The lights don't turn on. People get barbaric real fast. It's true. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, in this military, we had a lot of people that really, like, we would kind of like what you were saying, where some people were like, mm, it's a good thing you didn't go to college because when the military is so heavily structured, you, there's just like a direct path for success. And then there's some people like, you know what? You should have gone to college. You're not a bad guy. You just don't really fit you're a square peg in the in the round hole so to speak mm-hmm. and okay so you got a bit of a theater background right yeah yeah so because i'm really curious about that yeah um so to to condense it a little bit but like uh, start high school i am in love with someone sure and i want to spend time with them uh she's a professor's daughter um, she's a theater professor's daughter, um, and she is Dog. going. <laughs> we never were together uh, musically <laughs> ever, but uh, she, uh, you know, was going to go to do the musical because she was an actor, uh, and that was like that was the main performance venue in my high school, and so I was a, I was a wrestler at the time, and but I was just like I want to spend time with her. I like I it was you know like in hindsight like a little unhealthy like no one really checking in on me kind of like a boy obsessed with girl who's not interested kind of stuff but like i think you're not yeah but you aren't arrested it's fine like we've all been there man (laughs) (laughs) uh but i i auditioned for the musical um couldn't carry a tune but they cast they they cast all the boys because they needed they needed them in the cast (laughs) so but what i didn't really like none of my friends were into any of this stuff or trying it out so like you know i'm i'm by myself i have to make new friends that's i'm a freshman in high school but i fell in love with like the camaraderie of it i like in like the bonding then like the the sort of like the team effort and the collective like goal of mounting a production 
And then I remember very vividly like the nerves of like an audience and performing. And then I remember the first time I went on stage to like be a chorus dancer in a scene. It, and then you hit, you sort of hit your your ending pose. I just, I can still picture it. I just, it's like darkness and it's light and it's just loud. And it was a drug. <laughs> Thunderous now, applause. It's a drug. And uh, what I, was the I, play? Oklahoma. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> it was, it was Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, so I was a chorus member in Oklahoma. I think you I had, and like, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I mean, he was he was the lead. He was curly. Wow. Uh, but still, you're in good company at least. I, it's true. No, I mean, it's 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 a weird musical. It's uh, <laughs> like a lot of depth to it. That like really weird depth. Like a whole song about trying to convince someone to kill themselves. It's it's, it's real intense. I forgot about that song. <laughs> yeah. No. It's just like <laughs> like let's convince the antagonist that he should he'd be better off dead. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to solve a conflict. <laughs> true before the end of act act one um but yeah no i fell in love with it and it became my my reason for being and it's it's all like at that point it was just like that's what i want to do that's what i want to do with my life and so with what little resources i had in kirksville missouri i uh went to colleges and i acted in everything i could and i took every theater class i was allowed to take and i joined choir so i could learn to sing and i got to college and majored in theater and I thought I was gonna you know it, and I stayed in my hometown because I, did, I didn't know how to apply for colleges and I didn't know how to do any of that because my parents really didn't do it um so I was kind of on my own uh and I you know we had a great theater department and I learned I learned a ton both professionally and you know just interpersonally um but my big sort of turning point that's kind of directing me to where I am now is I got a professional internship with the Kentucky Shakespeare Festival in 2009. That's cool. So was, it was it's very cool. So uh, I left home for the first time because I went to I went to college in my hometown and I moved to Louisville for the summer and I lived in a shitty dorm. And, but I was touring the state of Kentucky performing Shakespeare for children. It's amazing. It was, and doing little education workshops. <laughs> but uh, you were in a traveling theater troupe. Good for you. Yeah, it was a it was a two person version of a Midsummer Night's Dream. That scaled down. <laughs> yeah. How many people are usually in in Midsummer Night's Dream? Oh, uh, there's the four lovers. Uh, there's all the fairy courts. That's only seven. Uh, it's big. A lot of people. There's a lot of people. In, Ten plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big cast. So you had like half the book memorized, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was condensed. It, you know, the uh, the the mechanical subplot. Like one of the subplots was cut out, and but like it was basically like the lovers and the fairies sure. and a little bit of and a little bit of uh, Nick Bottom but <laughs> that's so cool man yeah <laughs> so how long were you uh, a traveling uh, performer so that i mean that was uh that gig was only a, a summer a summer gig before i had went back to university and finished but the the whole education component of that because like my job title was like teaching artist yeah intern and so like seeing that like well i i i was gonna see like i really valued like teaching was very important to me and like exposing opening the doors for others and reflecting on like well i'm here because good teachers invested in me sure. and like while this is you know 
maybe not the direct thing I had wanted. It's like, it was very satisfying and gratifying to like do these workshops and teach kids and like open, start opening little windows and doors into what's possible yeah. for them in all, all these different parts of uh, a different state and different sort of subculture than I ever been. Sure. It's kind of funny how sometimes life will put you in places you didn't quite expect, but you're like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. And mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, long story short, uh, I did graduated, went to graduate school thinking I was going to go be a professor. Like I thought that was what I was going to do. Met my uh, wife in graduate school who she was finishing her PhD in theater. Um, you married smarter. Good for you. Uh, I did. I did. <laughs> married smarter. I married cuter. It was, yeah. You know, it's, it's just like, it's just like, yep. Married above I my too station. Married, I too married above my station. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, but amusingly, uh, so like I'm wrapping up at Ohio State because that's where I got my master's. And my wife had gotten her PhD and I, I decided I was going to do PhD track. I didn't think I want to be a professor. I was going to go do something different. And plus just thinking, you know, like my, my wife and I are going to be uh, what's called a uh, two-headed problem. If we both were like professor track, we're like, you hire one of us. You should probably got to go hire, figure out a way to hire the other one. Oh. Uh, but she was applying for gigs all over. And then I saw a job with uh, the Cleveland Playhouse whose education director is that was the education director at Kentucky Shakes and uh yeah no theater only has 28 people in it fun fact um that sounds that's how small theater is yeah and um there was a big research project into funded by the department of ed uh like a big multi-million dollar grant and they wanted to see how a theater curriculum could address uh social emotional learning which i believe is one of the new buzzwords that people who hate uh, education is trying to uh, use against me. Um, so, mm, so, what what Mister what Mister Rogers has always done? So, so you, emotional learning, teaching you about your feelings, teaching a young boy to recognize that, like, no, probably what I'm feeling is sadness. And that's yes. a feeling everyone everyone feels. Um, yeah, so it was a social emotional learning. We were building a social emotional learning curriculum, and to and, say that it's okay to be sad, and then, right, like. You know, and, and, and I've had this kind of, I've noodled over this quite a bit where a lot of the like, oh, you just, you push it down, you go forward, right? That's yes, in very short, specific circumstances, like a combat zone, right? <laughs> That's what they taught us before we left for Iraq. These are like coping mechanisms in a high, chaotic, violent environment it's not meant for like a long-term strategy no no it is it's a it's a delete like that you know compartmentalization right like that's a, that's a yes i i i've i am many a skilled in my in my own versions of that not ne not nearly as high stakes but you know like you it's you know you use it as like it's just a little survival strategy and but you got to open up the compartment pull everything out of the box and be like hey so let's review Right, and that's <laughs> it, it, that second part doesn't get taught very often to guys, and that's really important, man. So I'm yeah. glad you guys are doing stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and so I did that for about two to three years, and along with some of the other sort of uh, social, like community and education work that the the playhouse offered, and and so I, I you know, we had our first kid, and. 
uh, I worked four days a week in, in a school and then one day at the theater. And so like, I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm looking at my career and I'm looking at my life. And like, if I continue down this road, we have to keep moving across the country to whatever theater has the next job if I want to move up. But you got a kid. I have a kid and we don't live near any of our families. Um, Cause my wife is from, um, my wife's from Indiana. So, and I'm from Missouri. We're in Ohio. So, sure. right. So we decide like, think about it. And it's like, well, let me try just school. Um, like, let me go be a teacher. Let me go actually, you know, spend most of my time there anyhow. Let me throw my hat in and do alternate certification. And I did. Um, you said someone's using social mold- uh, emotional learning against you or something. Oh, uh, like we can also me. like cut stuff out, right? No, it's fine. So like, no, this is, I, this isn't getting me in trouble. Uh, like the people who are up in arms at school boards and the, the whole, um, I don't know if you've been following like Indiana's SB 116 bill. That's I'm like, not sir. Oh, it's, um, so the Lord has not blessed me with the kids yet. So no, it's fine. Uh, but it's basically one of those bills that goes through state legislature. That's like telling teachers how to do their jobs. And oh, what? It, it, it's a curricular, it's a curricular bill. Uh, and so it wants to throttle, like basically it wants, doesn't want like, doesn't want people to teach about racism. Doesn't want to, want to make sure our social emotional learning curriculum can be reviewed by parents. So we're not teaching them how to be sissies or teaching white that, you know, white people have been oppressors or that black people like slavery, Jim, right. Um, Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. So like that's been lumped in with a bunch of that people have been yelling at local school boards lately about social emotional learning. So, and it's just like, it's, it's just teaching people how to manage their emotions and doing it forever. And we used to have, you know, school counselors who did this, but then we cut money for that. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. That's, I blame and, you personally. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I, I don't even know. Is I should be more educated, probably. Um, no, that sounds kind of stupid. Like, mm-hmm. like we should, especially in the last couple of years, given everything that's gone on in terms of like racism and stuff, we should probably like catch people up with things. Right, but, right. Yeah, that's my no. theory. Um, speaking of which, so how was March of 2020 for you? <laughs> Ooh, that was that, I, man, super the, fun, right? It was like three days ago, <laughs> but also 25 years ago at the same hey, time. I remember March 12th so vividly, yeah. which is the day before our schools closed, uh, my school closed. I remember it vividly because my co-teacher in my, my office, um, their spouse worked for the health department as like a lawyer and so at one o'clock in the afternoon they were telling like they told me like hey (laughs) i know this before the school's telling us but (laughs) we're gonna go home for a little bit like (laughs) i'm like oh oh okay and i remember it like thinking in hindsight like well maybe i caught this because i went to chicago a couple weeks ago and i had the worst flu of my life or uh yeah knocked me like knocked me on my fucking ass um you got an original recipe right right <laughs> og covid uh, <laughs> oh, i think i don't i hope i may uh, whatever we'll say uh, yeah why sure. not sure <laughs> doesn't matter at this point <laughs> um yeah no it doesn't um i went to my graduate school class that night and it was a weird thing of like all of us just like we're waiting for a word to come back about like what's going on with mary and it's like oh yeah we're moving virtual and then <laughs> I 
remember the next day because we had to make parent phone calls to just check in with them about like what they needed and things like that. Um, and so like one of my colleagues came up to my house, which is like really funny in hindsight because really after that, I never saw people aside from like my wife and kid. Um, <laughs> and then it just felt like, ooh, it was like strange. It was just strange. Like, I think that's the, that's the best word I have for it. Cause like it took a while for my wife's gig to be at home. Now she's been at home ever since. Like she has not gone back to her office. Not at all. And probably two years in. They keep threatening to, and then things surge again and they can't socially distance her position uh, in the building. I remember the thing where they said they're bringing back the meat trucks outside of Eskenazi to throw all the overflow dead people into just to freeze because they can't hold any more bodies. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're not doing anything for a minute. No, no, no. We're, we're, um, we're done for a while. Um, (laughs) I remember, no, I remember like every day felt like, at least in my job, like I was reinventing the wheel and I was trying to figure out how to do my job because my, my, the previous school I worked at, like they just, they gave me a very narrow set of responsibilities during this time. Like I wasn't like, I'm not a gen ed teacher. I'm not in charge of a whole class. I don't lead morning meetings and things like that. So like, really, I was just attending to my caseload, um, which at the time was pretty small at that school. So it was like making sure I checked in multiple times or for extended periods with like a handful of students and calling them and calling their parents and checking in, like, what's the best app to get you face to face? Like, um, it's like, I work with, you know, kindergartners and first graders and like, it's, it's a bad, it's a rough time, but like there was, there was, there was some good, like, I don't know. I just remember I was inventing stuff. Like I remember like, you know, it was the first time I'd ever used Zoom, but I remember I figured out like I could log into Zoom with both my laptop and my phone and I would use, um, I, I bought, I found like a, you know, so they, someone gave us like a whiteboard to use to put on like an easel or something. And I, but I flipped it over and there was a chalkboard side. So like I flipped it over and I used this as like a dock camera or like a little display overhead. So like this, yes. and I would do, and I did the screen share for this one. So like, here's the, here's the problem we're working you on. You really MacGyvered that. Yeah, no, I, I just started, I, I feel like it's what, like, it's just, you know, you're, you're, you're grasping at straws to find, normalcy and then i wish i'd been better commuted with connected with some of the teacher community because like some of them were already moving on like google docs and like using like really compelling like asynchronous slide presentations and stuff so like i started building like i used to do phonics flashcards, which is what i do when i'm in person like i'm teaching a kid that like the letter a looks like this its keyword is apple and it makes the ass sound um and so initially I was holding those cards up to a camera and then I learned like, I could just make this in Google slides and then it exists and I can just like screen share. It looks better. Um, like it sucked, but it also was very invigorating. Like yeah. in a weird professional sense, I'd be curious if to hear how other people felt, but like, especially in the beginning, like it was about like, well, we could, just try all sorts of weird like there's no there everything's fair game like <laughs> we're relearning like you were like a first year teacher all over again i was i was but i i 
I also felt very lucky in that, like, I know there were a lot of my colleagues in the world who had a lot more pressures and responsibilities on them. And like, I felt pretty lucky that like, I bubbled up with my sister-in-law. So she helped out with our childcare situation. So I was able to kind of work in peace um, during my main time that I was tech savvy enough to like start figuring out stuff pretty quickly and building like video content for students and wow things like that. Like, cause I used to vlog, like I was a big vlogger yeah. with some friends. Um, I'm not telling anywhere where that stuff can be found. And just but, offline, but yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's dead and buried. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I tell people that cause I went to Iraq a hundred thousand years ago and had the world's calmest combat experience. 2020 was a lot emotionally like Iraq was for me because every day was the same and you did the same thing. And, and if you did it right, you could root, routinize your whole life to where days just kind of sped up on you. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's time traveling. Yeah. And, but also uh, strangers could kill you. And um, you just kind of hung out with the same half dozen people in the same two mile radius. And so, yeah, yeah, that was. So like, was there, was there anything in your sort of like early 2020 that was like continuing to like spark you or engage you or like sort of cultivate a little bit of like, if not joy, like. I mean, I thought we're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Um, I mean, that's eventually going to happen, but eventually, no, I was, I went the, uh, uh, bunker route in my head. I was like, Oh, I need 72 hours solutions to every conceivable problem up to and including an ambulance call. Right. Cause yeah. like as a former army medic, potentially I might be useful if something happened. It's been a couple years and I like good scotch now. So a lot of things faded away. But there was a lot of that. It was a lot of, I remember like we had ripped out the drywall and I remember teaching myself desperately how to figure out how to do crappy drywall, right? Just so it didn't (laughs) fall out, right? It looks like shit still. But I remember thinking if slash when I die of COVID, it would be in that room. And the last thing I would see is the drywall I never finished. (laughs) like man that still looks like (laughs) shit as like it all just fades to black you know and and i remember i remember trying to figure out how to make an improvised ventilator right Ooh, all right all right which i mean kind of right like i i have buddies that run clinics in asia and stuff in the military still and i'm like hey this is what i'm thinking and i've got like a bag valve mask right it's a bag you put the tube in the throat you hook the bag to the tube you're breathing for him right Mm -hmm. maybe an hour you might buy maybe right like it was more of an emotional salve than anything else where i'm like oh at least i have a solution right we kept hearing that the ventilators were all gone and oh yeah yeah that was a thing yeah oh i have yeah, I blocked a lot of that out. Uh, yeah, shit. well, you've been busy. You've been a teacher this whole time. So I, I, enough about my nonsense. This is your hour, sir. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, um, I. you know, it's, this is good timing because I, I recently, it's it's a little, I got a tattoo to commemorate it. So 
one of my closest friends is still in Cleveland. Um, we played a lot of tabletop role-playing games together. Sure. Um, and but we had, you know, we he doesn't play on he doesn't play online. He was very strict. Like he's very much like I print my 3D miniatures, I paint them, I build <laughs> massive scenes. Uh, and we worked at we both worked at the same theater company. He was the marketing guy, and we're both millennials. And like, no, oh, yeah, you, you, yeah. yeah. Um, but when the pandemic started, he what had initially was going to have a bunch of his Cleveland friends play this Star Wars role playing game from a fantasy flight tabletop group, like a, their company. And since he was like, well, I guess we'll do it on, uh, we'll do it online. He invited me. So it's like all these people from Cleveland, a couple I know, a lot of them I don't, um, and me, uh, the random Indiana guy. That's really cool. And yeah, but it became this thing that we did every Tuesday because it was just like, we got fuck all else to do. <laughs> um, so like it was get my daughter down to sleep uh, go sit at the computer on Discord and play uh, play Star Wars. Nice. And so I, yeah, and like, so my character um, was a trucker turned rebel pilot. <laughs> and uh, he had a custom A-wing that he had painted red because it would go faster. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, my friend actually printed this for me recently and then I, I got it tattooed on my arm. So, <laughs> so he three, 3D okay. printed a red A-wing and yeah. then you got a tattoo. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's what, you know, has kept my sanity for like a lot, especially the early on, but also a lot of that. Just like that that reason to keep imagining things. Like imagine like I'm an I'm an extrovert and I, I need to be around people. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so oh like my God, yes. So okay. any 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 threat of like not returning to in person, like if, like you know if, if it was the safest thing to do absolutely like i have sure. no qualms about that um but like i need to be around people oh and 100 percent. like they because i get to hang out with my cats and work from home but also uh if i'm not around people i get a little weird well, I, I think we're all a little weird at this point now. I mean, having lived yeah. through like it's it's having lived through this. We're all like functionally weird, but like for me, like it's almost like the pandemic. Like like if, if socialization was food, yeah. For me, it was like oh, uh, you could have the minimal amount of calories, so you don't your stomach doesn't implode on itself, right? Yeah. But if you have more than that, it can kill you. <laughs> and you can kill everyone around you that you care about. Yeah. Especially your parents. And, yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, no, I, I was not fun. And I'm, I'm kind of adjusted, right? And also, like, this podcast is a way for me to, you know, you know. That was. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm find all the interesting people i know and i just talk to them for an hour or two every week and that is a way for me to get all of the talky talky out right because the cats don't respond the way i want them to and you know that's why when we got on the zoom call i was like i'm gonna talk at max not to max but at max for like five minutes and then he can say a word right that's how conversations <laughs> work <now. laughs> But yeah, no, I, I I get the extroverted, like, I really miss people sort of thing. That makes a lot of sense. And if, you, if you're if you deprived of that and then you're just like, oh, this sucks. 
and it, it, it was like I'm glad I have an understanding partner because like she is a she's a super she's a super super introvert so like which is not to say like she loves being around people she loves company yeah. like but she's just so much nourished by quiet alone time yeah. and so like this has not been like it's been pretty com- like and not perfect but certainly pretty comfortable and you know lucky compared to a lot of folks me um, and my wife are actually the opposite she like your wife is nourished by quiet alone time and she teaches middle schoolers and uh i uh am all like hey look at me aren't i cute chatty kathy and uh i'm by myself most days so it's a weird flip right but then also like i would be like a terrible middle school teacher so because i'd tell them like army stories about like cocaine and whores and you know so you can't tell that to 12 year olds so i've been told you'd be a great high school teacher be a great high school teacher yeah yeah like they, that'd be a, be a grand time like hey everybody it's time to take your asvab uh, <laughs> no one's gonna learn a goddamn thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my... here's how you pass a drug test kids no <laughs> <laughs> You got to get a friend. You got to um, get a friend. You all know a nerd. Find a nerd. Be that nerd's best fucking friend. Get them whatever they want. Is someone beating up that nerd? You kick that guy's ass. <laughs> and then you tell that nerd, pee in this cup. <laughs> That's a power move. Okay, so you're, you're into Star Wars. You're doing the Star Wars thing. And then how does... You know, summer turns into fall, turns into that bleak as fuck winter 2020, right before the vaccine. Um, yeah, so it's it's weird because it's like we we're going into the fall, like to to paint the scene. We're going into the fall. I I've switched schools, so like, sure. you know, uh, and this is where I like I I met your you know one of my connections to you is you know. You, you know your spouse no. uh, but when we had technically met before our current job because you we and i met that's right and we because we worked at that we all we worked at the same no no remember like we're at that uh, yes yes the party the party and i said yes. and i said the wrong name i said the wrong name all right you know, you tell know. that story right leave out particulars like organizations <laughs> but tell that story <laughs> all right so uh it's a Christmas party for a, an education adjacent company. Um, it's before parties are canceled for the foreseeable yes. future. This was 2019. Uh, 2019. Um, I was I was helping MC the raffle for some presents and gifts for people in attendance, and I we got to the last one, and. It was for like a hotel stay, yeah. And like, like it was a nice, an expensive like, hotel stay. Uh, yeah, it was a nice hotel stay. Yeah, and then I believe I called your name, but I called it wrong. No, I was up on the top balcony. Yes, right? and yes. I also have terrible knees, so it takes me a while to hobble downstairs. That's that's what it was, and like yeah. I called you, and like, and then no I one was coming so, was, so it's just like all right we're just gonna keep going yeah. and then and then you did and then uh, you did arrive yeah <laughs> it was just like oh oh uh, sorry and then like <laughs> i turn around and everyone's like Boo! <laughs> and i'm facing this crowd of unknown people who 
despise my existence and you hand me this thing you're like you should go now and i'm like okay bye thank you right i'm not a teacher mind you so i'm just a spouse of one <laughs> but oh god i i felt so bad for everyone like, <laughs> i had oh, a great no, time you're... in the hotel <laughs> that, that well that's good i'm glad to hear that yeah um no the fall um we were, uh, my wife was pregnant with our second kid. Oh, and crackers. So, look at that. Yeah. Um, which was like good, but also scary. Um, Pre vaccine. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, very, really scary. Like and like, hospital? Th- that's a terrible like, idea. Like, and at this point, we had fallen into this rhythm of like, I'm the one who does the grocery shopping. I'm the one who's like going out of the house. Like, yeah. this is before I'm even going back into the schools. So like, I, I moved to my current placement where I work. And yeah. so I, I, I do my onboarding for the school network completely virtual. Like I, I'm meeting my students virtually. Like we, I did not meet them in person until October. Thanks. Yeah. No, you guys or, were back in person for like a month, right? Yeah, it was like about a month, <laughs> and then it got real depressing real fast when we had to yeah. go back virtual. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, I it was. It was that was different. Like for whatever reason, like the 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 flash of like that initial like novelty, it like was gone. And like I had already learned a lot about how to manage tech, and like yeah, the districts had learned how to do this stuff, and so like they had their platform set up and things like that. And like that was also right around a very fun election we had. Yeah. So there's like there's that pressure. There's like I'm going to work every day, and I was so like at the time I was just like I want a really good mask, and so like but I couldn't find KN95s or N95s yet at the time. And so like I bought Under Armour masks that I could talk in all day. I mean, Um, they're fine. Uh, I mean, they're not not really anymore, but like. (laughs) (laughs) This was two years ago. This is pandemic. Oh God, man. Right. Um, Yeah. So like, and then like, I remember I'd come home every, like, so I'd I'd be the one who would take Nora to daycare, drop her off, go to work for that month before Mm -hmm. everything went back virtual. And then I would, drive go get my daughter um and pick her up take her home and then as soon as i dropped got her inside like i sprinted to the shower and threw my clothes on a dirty clothes hamper because this is back when we still believed that like contact services mm-hmm. could, could could catch this thing um and so like, oh, i used to lysol bleach wipe my car not bleach but like i would like lysol my car my yeah. doors like you know D- doritos bags Right. And like my like, leather jacket. Like and then I was still going to grocery stores at like odd hours to like yeah. beat lines and cre- I had already created these habits. And then like we're just stuck back in home again. And the weird thing, and I'm sure maybe you've learned this from your existence, is that like you know, so work for a lot of professions, not all of them, when you divorce them from like the body. Mm. So like teaching as it exists as like bodies in space when Mm. you divorce it from like having to be in a physical space the amount of work in some circumstances condenses i had a lot less to do because like i don't have lunch duties i don't have to watch people in the hallways i'm not comfort like i'm not having those emotional like interpersonal beats that happen moment to moment it is like my assigned window of like we're video chatting or like you're listening to me on a phone call and this is my opportunity to try and do this reteach with you and i'm on call for the rest of it like 
other than that, like, like aside from my own paperwork, which I can now knock out really fast because like I have nothing else I have to do, um, work shrunk. Like the the amount of like actual like labor is like different, I, or like the I quality did of something myself, right? And this is more of a recent thing. When before in the great before time and a long long ago, um, my office had office politics, and you had to dress a certain way, and you had to be friends with the right people, and you know there was a hierarchy and a structure. And two years into the forever work from home, um, I'm noticing that as long as the specific things that are supposed to get done, get done, no one really cares. Right, right. All of the pretense has been stripped away. All of the, the sort of pomp and circumstance and awards and you know casual fridays and three beer lunches and all that stuff like that's all gone yeah no i mean and that was that was both the the blessing and the curse of uh that that forever winter was that like yeah oh fuck <laughs> like there's no vaccine there's no vaccine in sight uh the, the contentious election yeah uh, everything else that dragged out on out of it um, There's a lot of civil unrest leading up to that. Oh well, yeah, right. Like the entirety of the summer of 2020. Yeah. Um, and that sort of uprising. Uh, but like, I'm trying to think of the right words to describe it. But like, you know, I would do my, I would teach. Yeah. And then I would have these just windows of time where like my paperwork's got up. <laughs> so like, it's either like I'm working on my D and D game, or like. I'm sitting in this chair all day, which I'm not used to, or like I would just go take a nap in the corner. I guess it's uh, just me and my thoughts now. And, no, I don't want to deal with those. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm getting ready to be a dad again and that <laughs> pressure and stress. And yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the things that got me through. I mean, like that that tabletop game I was referring to, because that was still ongoing, like that definitely got me through. That was like a the such a bright spot. And at that point I, I started running, like creating and running my own game. Yeah. Uh that's a, a weird western. If you're familiar with the genre, it's a genre I love. Um, Giddy up. Uh, Well, I mean, like, I grew up on, you know, like, John Wayne movies when I was a kid, so. Right, so, like, John Wayne plus, like, a giant, like, snake god. Oh! Like, (laughs) weird Western. Like, it's like sci-fi Western. Like, I love that shit. Like, Cowboys Um, and Aliens. Right, yes, absolutely. Cowboys and Aliens, uh, like, all sorts of... um, all sorts of that stuff but yeah like those things and like it was weird because at this point like i hadn't been to a, like a, like the gym used to be like one of my places for mental health and like sure. i hadn't been to it in a long time and like i wasn't running as regularly as i used to so like my body changed a little bit and like i was eating a lot of ice cream like i'm definitely like i just i drink more now like that's yeah. that's my that's my pandemic symptom is like <laughs> i don't i don't overdo it but it's like i did just i just drink more beer now you know? uh, that's okay <laughs> like, yeah and you know there's 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 a you know there's a couple lines you have to be mindful of uh but like especially in that winter it was bad because it's like i don't have to wake up and be physically present with people like and, you know i don't have to drive a car tomorrow no, <laughs> like, that thought's like, crossed my man, head more than once it's just like there's a filter on the video it's gonna get rid of like my hangover bags and it's like <laughs> kids won't care so, like <laughs> teacher's asleep in the corner again (laughs) he didn't turn his camera off Uh, (laughs) did not put his pants on either okay oh 
but we need him, so yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep World's him. falling apart, man. No, fuck. Oh, that, that, that's this year. That's this school year. Um, no, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it was all, it's all such a haze. Um, so with the vaccine rollout, and so I think we, yeah, I know, right? Like, oh, oh, what, oh, happy day. Like, I remember when... I got work. Well, first of all, I remember you guys were back in school and I'm watching this, like I'm listening to this like financial YouTuber and he's like, Hey kids, there's a Pfizer vaccine. (laughs) And then I alternate between laughing and crying hysterically for 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And you guys had a hard time getting appointments, right? Some I, I I had better luck than some, and it was just luck. Yeah. Um, so you know, Indiana hates you know Indiana hates teachers. In case no. Yeah, they do. They do. They really hate us. No. Um. So like, I had been quietly like pounding the dirt for in my network of people I know, like because I, I I won't name names, but like I knew one person who crossed state lines who's a teacher to go get vaccinated because they didn't they didn't check. So like I was like, all right, so how did you do this? What was the feasibility? <laughs> like tell them walk me through this. <laughs> so like that happened. Like and so like I began like making my plan for that and like clearing that with my spouse. And then finally like um the president like basically said like teachers can get this. Um and- but like it was through the cause I remember that because I was the one in charge of getting the wife's vaccine and like the president partnered with Kroger, CVS and Walgreens or Walmart. The, the- the, like, so like he was used because he used the federal supply and that was like directly trained to certain like delivery stations. So like I went to the Meyer in Carmel, Indiana. Yeah. Which is the, in case you didn't know, Carmel, Indiana is the bougiest place in the whole fucking world. Um, I drove through there once and I'm like, I'm, they're going to arrest me just for, like, they might also hand me a broom and tell me to sort. Cause I clearly, like, look like the help, right? Like, cause you can, we, my buddies and I have this theory, right? Like, you can tell who's enlisted and who's an officer by how symmetrical a face is. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like you could you could look at my face and be like, oh, two or three generations ago, it's potatoes and poverty and sadness, right? <laughs> like, and but then you look at the officers, you're like, oh, you guys probably took skiing lessons. You right? had a nice you had a nice upbringing, sir. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is this is your resume pattern. Oh, no, yeah. So like there was there was a group chat for the teachers at the school, and um, someone cued me into like. Hey, Carmel Myers got it. And so what I like, I, I worked out. I was in my prep when this happened. Yeah. So I would, didn't, I wasn't like, was I, I wasn't around kids. And even if I was, I would have like just said that, like, shut up and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, play I, on your phones. <laughs> we, we don't let our first graders have them. Oh, um, so like, so like, play on your iPad. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I said, no, I, 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 I kept calling, like, it was a busy tone. I kept calling this Carmel uh, Meyer over and over and over. And then it finally got through. And I was like, can I get the vaccine? It's like, yes, let's get you scheduled. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I kept trying to like, every time I would almost get the paperwork filled out on like the Kroger site for my wife, 
it'd be like, well, the appointment's taken. And I'd be like, God damn it, son of a bitch. And I'd just scream at the heavens. And one night I just spent the whole night just drinking bourbon and trying to fill out appointments. And then it resets at midnight. And then I got one. And it was, yeah. And, and, and I got it like maybe a week before you guys, because I'm a veteran. And yeah. like it's a federal hospital, so they can just get stuff out quickly. And I just was happy to be in the hospital. And they're like, yeah, come get your shot, please. And I remember like I turned on the song Home by the Foo Fighters and just hearing the piano. Yeah, you get it. And I'm just listening to it and crying and processing months of trauma and sadness and anxiety as I go to get this shot. And it was this whole like emotional moment. That was a song that was very important to me when I was in the military. And like, all I wanted was to be home so I could relate yeah. to the song. And the vaccine kind of felt like it's all going to be over. <laughs> what not an adorable time. We all thought this would be over 12 <sighs> months ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, wasn't, weren't we cute? Weren't, <laughs> and like, didn't listen to scientists and people. You know, and... Yeah, some of us did. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, some of us still do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I just, I. I, got, I operate by two rules is like don't actively try to make a problem worse for the people trying to fix it and if you assume that you're you don't know anything you're probably right and maybe yeah. if you're lucky you might know a thing right <laughs> I mean we don't have to dig too deep in the weeds in this but like I think the, I remember when I got my shot like it was both like you know gratitude yeah. Like, I left I left work early. Yeah. And it was just like this is when I can get in. So like and everyone was pretty cool about it. It's like, yeah, heck yeah, get out of here. Like, go do that. Go do that thing. Um, <laughs> it's your turn, brother. It's now it's it your time. And it's like it's like Italy. All these people were came out and like we're just applauding as we're changing <laughs> over of like the teachers. It was great. No. None of that. None of that. It was your turn uh, to come to Jesus and get the vaccine. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I just remember sitting there and like it was the first, like, I got the first shot, and I'm sitting there, and, like, my daughter, my neck, my other kid's gonna be born in, like, yeah. a month. So, like, yeah. that's weighing through my head, like, okay, I'm so happy that I'll be done with this. Hope, you know, fingers crossed, unless <laughs> unless they come early, like, I'll be done with this before um, uh, they're born, which I was. Yeah. Um, but I'm sitting there, and I'm also just thinking, like, God, half my family, not immediate family, like, like half my family don't want this yeah mine like i i have this whole swath of family who uh are chiropractors and not to say every like but just like it mm, we just we there is just a like i don't talk about it with them i mean i, I don't i also don't talk to them so no i don't talk to a lot of mine i got a brother i talk to these days but other than that it's just kind of like my wife's family's amazing, right? Like, like you ever see like a Hallmark original Christmas movie, like in the families in those where everyone's just happy to see each other and no one's got like the beepy ankle bracelet if they go too far off the property and no one's got a gun, right? No one pulls a gun. You know? I mean, amusingly, I'm the family with like maybe the beefy ankle bracelets and stuff. So like, so you get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But it's also like the weird thing of like, I'm also, I, 
you know, I haven't showed my face around like since uh, a funeral in 2019. Yeah. Um, and it's just cause like th they all live in one place and I don't like I live states away and then now there's a pandemic that's exacerbated my desire or changed my desire for travel. Especially since I, I, I have, I have, my kids can't get it. Like, yeah. and like, yes, it, you know, statistically doesn't harm them as badly potentially, but it's like, why, why even take the risk? It's your if kid. I don't, yeah. I don't have to, like, I only get, like, I'm not going to have any more. Like, so yeah. I'd like to keep, them. um, you know, yeah. you're a good dad. <laughs> Thanks. I, I appreciate that. I'd rather my kids not get multi-system inflammatory disorder or whatever is going on. I, right. Like I don't need them to have lifelong lung issues. Like, yeah. um, I, I mean, like I'm a runner. I don't want lifelong lung issues. Like yeah. my lungs are very important to me. Um, I don't want them to like, especially for things that they don't have a lot of agency in. And like, I'm responsible for stewarding. Yeah. Through. Like, like in theory you're supposed to know like like i gotta figure that's half of being dad is like well like it matters if like like you die now right like yeah. because yeah when you're single it doesn't really matter if you die you're a guy you're expendable yeah. but like if there's actual like a woman and children relying on you you're like oh i have to be an adult now shit yeah yeah, no, so I mean, like, it was, you know, I remember having vague, a vague sense of, like, comfort, and then, but also just, like, navigating the time after, where, like, because, like, I had a newborn, so, like, yeah. my wife was able to get, I can't remember if she got all of her doses, or, like, half of them, enough that, like, antibodies are, trace amounts are present, that makes and, sense because no, I mean, yeah, yeah, so new and 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 I got to imagine like you with teaching, and this is and this is nothing but respect for the medical profession. They were figuring a lot out on the fly. Probably. Oh, absolutely! Like no, they're they're. I mean, yeah, I, I I don't dare compare myself to what they are and have been enduring. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, no, like, no, I mean, like the, the research tracks pretty well that like antibodies would have like, while my baby was still connected to my wife inside. Yeah. Like there, that some of that it would have exchanged. And then also like, it did work out like, cause this is not to get on my own pedestal about like feeding. Please do. Like, oh yeah. All right. Well, and then I'm, quite frankly, like as having someone whose first kid could not fucking breastfeed to save his life. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a big fed is best. Like, yeah, you can breastfeed, cool, great, whatever. Like more power to you, but just like just just feed the fucking kid. That's all that fucking matters. Like yeah, I and again, I don't have children. I always thought, you know, like in theory, like I don't make milk from my body, so no. you know that's probably like i'm gonna let the woman take kind of charge of like how do you want to this really involves you a lot deeper than me so i mean yeah i mean yeah and i mean like but how it, can i be helpful that sort of thing but like there's also the thing of like you know you like this is where doctors are important this is where yeah. like, you as a debt like you as the other parent are important but like yeah. it's like the psychic toll like if if there's problems with it because like i think there it is we're now at a point where like there's a strong groundswelling of like of like there's a lot of amazing things that happen if a kid can breastfeed like because yeah. of like just the natural like connection and Bonding like the, 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 yeah i mean but like the like the 
physical like hormonal stuff that goes on like if it can happen but like the fact of the matter is it's like for centuries and forever yeah. it hasn't sometimes it doesn't sometimes there's like things that you cannot control like the baby's undersized or like yeah. just, they just they just can't figure out how to latch yeah. and like maybe you're not in a situation like maybe you're in a covid situation where like going to like the the nurse practitioner or like the the wet nurse to like help teach the baby how to latch like is just not something you're gonna fucking do yeah um so just make sure the baby's fed exactly that's like, that's kind of what i meant like yeah, because like, I've I've heard people try to be like, oh well, the mother should do this and the mother should do that, and they have opinions, and I'm like, I I'm gonna do whatever the mother probably wants me to do, just because she's the one that makes the milk, I guess. Like, I'm a yeah. simple guy, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not my lane. I'm I'll probably dig a ditch or lift a heavy box. That's my thing. <laughs> And, and to make sure, and to, your job is also to punch any, anybody metaphorically or physically who makes makes the mom feel bad. Oh, I've for, got for, yeah, no, it's yeah, right, like right for like the, the the choice they make to best serve their child, like, like unless, I, and, unless it's a bad choice, and then like yeah. that's something that hash out privately. But like, like I wanted to have our house be. You remember Will Smith and I am Legend? Yeah, right? yeah I no. wanted to have it to be that level of you know. Uh, I got a little, little tense, a little wound tight in 2020. Um, and uh, she was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So bring me up to speed now. Right. Cause right now, as of the time of recording, it's Jan, it's the second week of January, 2022. And you guys haven't been virtual. Nope. And at least not this school year. No. So what is, and from what I understand, the schools are kind of struggling a bit. So, um, and feel free to talk as much or a little on this. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the teaching profession, um, as I have come to learn, is routinely disrespected in a lot of different capacities, right? Sure. And so one of them is in the way that they're able to like maintain professionals because it's, it's, it's a contingent form of labor mostly aimed at women like teaching especially um that it just expects you to give a lot without any compensation without time to plan and then we continue to add on decades of like do more with less yeah or do these things also and do this and do this and do this and so like things were already bad yeah you guys were already thin in in the before time like i didn't i didn't feel it necessarily like but i knew it was there it was already bad um, in a certain sense, and it wasn't fair. And then we get to 2021, and I work in a niche field in education that is, you know, pretty small. We service, so as, you know, we ideally our services help everyone because if we help that kid, and we can provide strategies that help every learner, whether they have a disability or not. Uh, but like a niche field that a lot of people don't want to do that like is a is a range of like what you're experiencing like um like because sometimes you have students with emotional disturbances and like will like hit you or x y and z um or like are not physically independent and so they need mobility assistance so like you're like helping you're pushing them in wheelchairs you're helping them toilet you're 
doing things like that or like That's you're working so with like, intense or you're working with like um you know you know you're yeah like i mean like and really it's the whole gambit so like but so but we're an under so like teachers are leaving the profession and then you you close in on special education which is a legally required field like yeah. it is a field that has federal law compliance and it's half my job is just keeping the school out of a lawsuit you're an important guy <laughs> that's not what my shop should be but like that's, well, that's what, it's the it, most litigious part of education like what people like what people sue schools for is my field is is the the field of domain that uh your wife and i work in like it's special ed um that's that's like, what they, they that, go to that's court high visibility and isn't that in civil, it's it's civil it's civil rights law yeah. It's, uh, yeah. No. Like because our work intersects uh, multiple federal laws yeah. in two different domains, like education and civil rights, yeah. um, and like the Disabilities Act, and like so many things. And then also you you put your state laws under it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So like I keep people out of the courts. Uh, that's that's a <laughs> part of my job. They should shower uh, you with money and booze. <laughs> Uh, they do neither. Um, <laughs> but all right, anyways, so like, so we're a niche field and actually the turnout's even, the the retention's even worse yeah, in special oh, education yeah. and then the burnout is even higher. Yeah. Um, and so now it's coming to a head. We're like, we're in this moment right now where like, you know, teachers don't want to sub. And like, I don't actually, I'm not, like, here's the thing. I'm not angry of anyone who like wants to leave the field or isn't showing up to substitute teach. Cause like in a pandemic, like I get it, like, Sometimes it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, like to to the other things you could be doing that are safer. Um, in terms I know. Of I know. Oh. For me, I was. I got an email from the VA saying, "Like, hey, you were an army medic. We're hiring former army medics come to come work at the VA hospital." I looked for how much, and I'm like, "Oh, like fifteen percent more than what I make now. I'm good. I'll stay home." <laughs> Right. Like, you know, it's like you, you do that cost benefit analysis and like, yeah, this is just it's like there's a sub shortage and then there's a staffing shortage. And then there's like there's the crucial like other team players that I need in my work. So like I'm eating like I'm doing I'm doing two and a half people's jobs. So like I'm doing what I normally do for my job, which is like case management, the paperwork side, data management. So I'm doing that like part of my job. I I'm still trying to trying to teach my students and then i'm also having to provide like direct one-on-one -on -one services to to my students who like who who need it and bless their parents have like been good advocates for it and like have rung the school's bell about it because like not every parent knows their rights within the special education process and so i'm not saying schools are malicious because i don't think they are i don't think any school is malicious but like just things fall through the cracks and things maybe aren't up to what people aren't communicating what they want and what they need so and so look at the oil yeah. right and like what and what the kid what, what the kid deserves and and all that and like it's actually one of the better things of my work is i get to collaborate with lots of people outside of the school sometimes so but like as a result like i'm doing two and a half people's jobs not well and there is no one we can't hire anybody because no one takes these positions and because they don't pay enough or they don't have benefits or the benefits aren't good um or the hr is so slow that, they don't have like, benefits 
I have benefits, but like oh. those like those tertiary support positions don't oh, always subs. have. Yeah, subs don't have benefits. Some of the like paraprofessionals like don't have the same quality of benefits or don't yeah. have the same like pay. Um, and so like it's it's just been a quagmire. Um, and then it's like you know it's been for me it's been navigating some of the very like intense challenges of supporting these students who I am not, had not been previously equipped to like uh, engage with. Like I didn't know the appropriate strategies to work with them and like things like that, like very high need students who demand like a really high level support. And they did, they, because of where they were previously and like nonverbal kids and stuff like that. Not even that, just like, um high sensory and like not knowing what the the thing that tipped them off was and so when that happens they begin like they might take on an aggressive behavior or like or having a strict mobility issues or just like i've never had to help a student with toileting and like i've changed a lot of diapers in my life it's really not a big deal sure. but like it's the first time i have to do it in a professional setting and so like there's all of these things happening and like i'm this is not me trying to be a sob story but like this is just so beyond my wheelhouse i'm learning trying to digest all these new things and like give these students like their the dignity of service they they deserve while at the same time i'm also beginning to understand that like they say help is coming but it is not and it's not because they're not trying i don't think i just don't think there's help help is coming there's just like you guys don't have anything on reserve like all all the (laughs) there's nothing there like there's it's 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 oof, it's like everything's on the field and you know yeah there's there's like like hold on a little longer and it's like to what for what <laughs> till may <laughs> till may summer, summer? <laughs> like yeah so like it's oof, it's this yeah, has to the past to yeah it sucks um and it sucks for the kids because yeah. like no one's doing their like i think everyone's doing their best but i don't think everyone's doing like the best, best they can right yeah they're doing the best they can right now not yeah. their actual optimal best um, has it been operating at like 120 percent for like two years solid yeah no like i i feel it and it's definitely affected my like my mental health drastically and yeah. some therapy has helped and therapy's awesome just trying to figure out everything else the other the other pieces and stuff um I'm trying to think of what i was gonna say you know the last two weeks have just been nuts with omicron and like yeah, I, I am, yeah. So I'm great. Like so, I know of friends who have gone virtual earlier, who are like in yeah. charter schools that are not, you know, so not authorized with the districts. Kind of can make independent choices. So like, one went virtual like last week. They just decided like, F, you know, forget this. We're we're gonna go virtual because um, you know, they're, I think for them it was an equity issue. Like, I think the between their staff and they're you know very. Uh, predominantly like black student base, which honestly they're the most people getting COVID because of other inequitable access to healthcare sure. and healthcare and healthcare provisions, sure. um, or just like good ventilation if they're redlined in certain areas. Um, good ventilation. What do you mean? The school my daughter will go to yeah. is a much newer building because of the higher tax base of where I live versus right. the previous place that your wife and I worked. And the mm-hmm. kids who went there, which was a very old school building, it's predominantly, predominantly black in, a, in a in an entirely almost entirely black neighborhood. Yeah, uh, that had been redlined and segregated there, like 
around World War One. Yeah, it's like a redistributing thing where they all just kind of get put in the yeah, same spot. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, and basically like, and then the the property values are lowered there, or considered lower there, unless white unless people come gentrify it, and so like as a result, the tax base is lower, the money that goes to the school is lower, um, the ability to like worse in the schools, therefore the virus spreads easier. Got it. Okay, thanks for explaining that, man. There's a lot of things that like that I'm kind of familiar with, but I don't know a lot about. And there's a lot of people that just don't know anything about this. No, no, and it's, it's not like I'm I'm not an expert, but like it's just it it's all these cumulative effects of things. Mm-hmm. So, but like yeah, so like there's that. Um, no, so like, but for us, like it's it's weird as it's affected more of our students than it's affected us yet. COVID. Yes. I mean, the, or the, this specific surge of it. Yeah. It's been like, the, yeah, yeah. So it's been like, I think kids, parents yeah. getting it uh, or kids, kids getting it and being direct contacts. So like one of my classrooms is 10 kids in it right now. How many is normal? 26. So less than half. Yep. Uh, and so it's a very different environment. I have a couple, couple of our classrooms are closed right now, just until yeah. like next week. And so they're, they're virtual. And that's because like staff, our staff have caught it. And, and you know, you guys are going virtual a piece at a time, huh? I don't, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't say maybe like, I mean, I know that Indiana does not have the political will or interest amongst its constituents to go virtual as like a, a, a precautionary measure yeah that they would only do it in reaction yeah and i think the only thing they would do it in reaction to is if all the staff are gone <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to have a school <laughs> if, if they can't have teachers because <laughs> <laughs> there'd be people like me drinking bourbon telling kids about the facts of life right it was a great show from the 80s like, yeah <laughs> bring back tootie exactly um yeah that's that's crazy man i well i, I hope for your mental health because i as an extrovert I, I i hope they don't close the schools but also it sounds like you guys are kind of you know like kind of in a rock and a hard place scenario I, yeah, like, I mean, like, I don't know, like, I think there was one point where I thought, like, closing, like, I remember, like, before that awful winter, like, you know, I was actually kind of relieved when schools got closed, because it was yeah. just like, everything was just getting crazy. And now it's, you know, it's funny, it's like, a year later, it's much crazier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in, in a certain sense. Yeah.